Jess, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Today, you are joined by your host, Tiara, and thank you so much for tuning in for what is now episode 10 of my 2020 Comp Prep mini-series. Now, I am just going to say right off the bat that, unfortunately, this is going to be my very last episode of this series because, as I'm sure many of you are aware by now, It seems as though the world has just done a complete 180 on the human race. And due to the extreme circumstances of COVID-19 and the absolutely necessary precautions and restrictions that governments worldwide are putting in place to try to stop this virus from spreading, it's essentially caused Every single foreseeable event, whether that be sporting, educational, cultural, you name it, basically every single event worldwide has either been canceled or postponed to be way down the line, right? So with that, obviously all of the shows that I was planning to do across the next two months here in Australia, which was another five shows, right? They've all clearly been canceled and uh, bodybuilding shows across the world for the foreseeable future have been canceled. But even though I know I'm speaking to most likely a large community of uh, physique competitors, we have to remember, guys, it's not just bodybuilding, okay? The freaking 2020 Tokyo Olympics were postponed. That is insane. The biggest sporting event that happens once every two years, the Olympics, The Olympics were postponed, but every single athlete across the world would just be majorly impacted by this, okay? Because people can't play their sport, people can't train, people can't compete. But again, with that, it's not just athletes, it's every single person on this planet is being majorly impacted by this in some way or another. Gosh, universities have shut, schools have shut, okay? People can't go to conferences, people can't go to seminars, people just can't even be social. We just can't do normal things that we're doing in life, right? And this entire situation really puts into perspective just how fortunate we were before all of this happened so suddenly and escalated to just live a normal life, like a life where People had jobs and you could organize to go out and meet a group of friends or you could give someone a hug in public and it wasn't frowned upon or just the things that we just take for granted, like being able to go to uni, being able to go to school, being able to plan well ahead to go traveling or, you know, compete in some sort of sporting match or plan ahead and do a bodybuilding show, no matter what it was, right? Like, we were just so fortunate to have that privilege, you know, and feel secure in making a decision like, yeah, you know what, I want to do this for the next, you know, couple of months, or I want to plan ahead for this in the next year. I want to be able to do that. But right now, across the entire world, there is just so much uncertainty because things really are changing every hour of every day and every single week is drastically different. And 
it's almost as if there's just not even enough time to process it, right? Like you just hear what the latest news is, you know, and what the latest restrictions are. And you just have to accept that that's just the way things are now. And you just have to go with it. You can't even, you can't even sit down and really think it through. You just have to accept, okay, these are just the way things are. And I just have to keep going. (laughs) And I almost feel as if we're living in some sort of hypothetical situation like imagine before all of this happened if someone said to you okay what would you do if someone on the planet ate a bat and then they contracted a virus that was highly contagious and actually had the potential to kill people right and this virus started spreading and more and more people across the entire planet started getting really really sick and some people were even dying from this. And as a response, you know, the government would put in very heavy restrictions and regulations and encourage people to start staying home, self-isolating, people had to start working from home. Countries started shutting down their borders, both international and domestic. All non-essential services were pretty much shut down and millions of people across the planet lost their jobs. and. The only reason why you should leave your house is if you have to go to the supermarket or you have to go to the pharmacy. And police started patrolling the streets, you know, and even if you went for a walk outside with your dog, that was frowned upon. You had to stay away from other people. You're not even encouraged to give your family members a hug. And essentially anything that you had planned to do in your normal life whether that be go to school, go to work, go out to dinner with friends, you know, plan a trip, play a sporting game, compete in a bodybuilding show, go to the gym. Like you can't do that anymore. I'm sorry, but you you just can't do that anymore. You just got to stay at home. So imagine before all of this happened, someone actually gave you time to think about this. And it was just a hypothetical because to be honest, the pandemic is crazy enough to be a hypothetical right now. And to actually sit with all of that and be like, oh my God, what would I actually do? And what would the world do? It's crazy to think. And uh, I, I certainly think that the world is certainly responding in the correct manner. And I think it is incredibly impressive, especially, you know, I only know how the Australian government is responding right now, but I'm just so grateful that with the rules and regulations they're putting in place, for the most part, the majority of the population is cooperating. They're following these rules. The majority of people are taking this very, very seriously and trying to do their part to stop the virus from spreading. And I would hope that it's the exact same worldwide because the more sacrifice that we make now, right? the sooner this is going to be over, okay? So the like the more that we isolate now and try to contain this thing and stop it from spreading, the sooner we can go back to normal life, which is what everyone on the planet wants. So we just have to make this temporary sacrifice right now in order to just go back to living the lives that we absolutely love. So my best advice is to really just Do what your government is telling you to do, okay? Please follow the rules. They really do know best. Wash your hands, stay up to date with credible news sources, and 
you know, I know that right now with self-isolation, we are certainly not encouraged to be super social, but hopefully, I, I really hope that everyone is isolated with some close family members or close friends or close partners who, you know, you still just can be there for one another and stay in a good mental health space and uh, get through this together because we're all going to get through this together. It's just a very very strange temporary thing that is going on in the world right now but it's not permanent guys we are going to get through this as long as we do act together and follow the rules so yeah that's all i'm really gonna say on that so i am recording this today on sunday the 29th of march 2020 and that puts me at just under two weeks since my last episode which i recorded on the 16th of march and boy has a lot changed in the last two weeks and uh if i've learned anything it's just to not speak too soon because you say one thing and then the next day like oh nope you can't do that anymore it's changed so Gosh, there's just so much uncertainty right now. And, you know, it's it's difficult because you can't really make any sort of long-term plan, not even semi-long-term plan. Like sometimes you can't even make a plan for what's going to happen in the next three days or the next week because you just don't really know. So that's certainly been difficult. But obviously in my last podcast, I did talk about how the Arnold show down in Melbourne had been canceled and it turns out the following week tony doherty absolutely amazing guy right relentless momentum he went ahead and he actually still had the amateur show which was just freaking incredible they had it like in a warehouse near one of the melbourne airports and they abided by all government regulations because at the beginning of that week right uh it was that you couldn't have more than 500 people in one place and then like the next day or two days later they cut it down to a hundred people in one place so he still went ahead and he had the amateur show and you know athletes still traveled down there and they did get to compete and there were numerous pro cards handed out which is just credits to absolutely everyone who did follow through with that like it is freaking incredible but I'm just so grateful for those athletes that they did get that last chance to stand on stage. But I certainly know for me, like it was the best decision to uh, not compete at that show because there was just, there was way too much uncertainty for me. I don't think that the actual venue was announced until like one or two days before the show. And just there was so much uncertainty about whether or not the show was actually going to go ahead. And just in terms of like traveling down there and staying, like when we we organized to go down to Melbourne for the Arnolds, we booked our flights and accommodation, everything last year in October. So we were well planned ahead, you know, many, many months, not just a few days. So definitely did make the decision to not attend that show, which I think for me was certainly the right one, but my hat just goes off to every single athlete who did go down, who, you know, did place and did win a pro card, like incredible and so lucky because that was last Saturday, right? And then in the last week, boy, how much has flipping changed, you know, like what happened on that day couldn't have happened a number of days later because they just, they put restrictions on everything. You would not be allowed to do that. So very, very lucky in that case. But 
that I recorded my last podcast yeah on that Monday the 16th of March and then two days later uh it was announced that all season a shows including you know ICN AWNBS they were all going to be canceled because they put in those restrictions that the number which was 500 people in one enclosed area which was already small enough right ICN was already like oh my God, we're only gonna be able to really have the competitors, the coaches, the judges, and a few spectators. Then they cut it down to 100. So it was just off the table, you know? There's well over 100 competitors. And also at that point, right? Like so many athletes were scared as they should be of getting sick, like contracting this virus. And there was just too much uncertainty. So I think they certainly made the right decision to just call it off. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, hearing that news, it was freaking rough, okay? At that point, I had already been in prep for 29 weeks, so well over six months of very strict and disciplined diet and training, right? And then to hear that, oh, sorry, you can't compete anymore, the shows are off, just getting that news all of a sudden, I didn't even know how to respond. I didn't know how to react. You know, you have a thousand different thoughts going through your mind all at the same time. So you don't even know which one to focus on. You don't really know what to think. But at the same time, with all of the other craziness going on around, I, I just, just like everything else, you just have to accept that, okay, I guess that's just the way things are because this is out of my control. So yeah, I just really quickly just had to accept that, all right, uh, I'm not competing anymore. <laughs> and the first thing that I thought was, okay, don't you dare get into a mindset of thinking that all of this was for nothing because it was not for nothing, okay? I still got on stage once. I still got to take off that humongous goal of competing with the IFBB. And I am so freaking grateful now more than ever that I got that stage opportunity. And my prep wasn't for nothing, you know? I learned so much about my character. I built so much character. I made myself so goddamn proud for being able to coach myself through a prep like that so strategically, so diligently. I was so adherent, you know? I made myself really, really proud in that sense. And I was able to create this mini series and so many different things, okay? So my prep, even though I only got to compete once when I planned to make the most of it and I wanted to get on stage six times for six different shows, unfortunately it just didn't turn out that way. But yeah, it certainly, it wasn't for nothing. And I did get myself into the best shape of my life. And again, I set myself a benchmark and I know what I'm capable of. And I also know that the stage is always going to be there so that when I do one day get the chance to get on stage again, I'm only going to be even better. And I can use so many different things from this prep as a learning experience to be better next time. So that was the number one thing. And I just said out loud to Jack, it wasn't for nothing because it wasn't for nothing. And, you know, after that, I started thinking about, 
okay, looking at the foreseeable future, when is the next time that I can stand on stage? When could my next stage opportunity be? And we have to remember, okay, this was about a week and a half ago. So this was the 18th of March. And at this point, the gyms were still open, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but at this point, you know, the gyms were still open and it was pretty certain that, you know, in the foreseeable future, season B was still going ahead. So my first thought was, okay, I'm going to do season B. And you guys know me, right? I'm certainly not the biggest advocate for doing back-to-back -back seasons, but given this very, very special circumstance, uh, I was certainly willing to, at this point, be like, okay, great. I know I'm in a good spot. At this point, I'd already been reverse dieting for an entire week. You know, I was still holding the same level of conditioning. If anything, I was actually looking even leaner, but I was eating like 325 grams of carbs a day. My strength was starting to come back. I was just starting to feel so much better. So physically, I was in a very good place. And Mentally, you know, I've taken really good care of myself this entire prep. So I know that mentally I was in a very good space too. So basically my plan was, okay, I've got 26 weeks until the first season B show, which I thought was just totally ironic because I started my prep last year at 26 weeks out. So I'm like, boy, I guess I'm 26 weeks out all over again. Like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? So essentially my plan of attack was that, you know, I would do a mini building phase if I had 26 weeks, so six months, right? And at that point I was pretty much already in stage condition. You know, I was ready to go. I was fired up, so freaking excited. So I knew what my stage weight was going to be, right? It was going to be in those high 57s, low 58 kilograms. So that was the stage weight that I was going to be aiming for. And if I had six months, I was planning on doing about a four month mini building phase where I just gained weight very conservatively, you know, only putting on maybe three to four kilograms during that time. So obviously, I wasn't going to be doing the normal recovery diet where you gain like five to 10% of your stage weight within the first four to six weeks after your show. So I wasn't gonna be doing a recovery diet, but I was going to be gaining weight quite slowly, still gaining weight, but because I knew what my stage weight was and I wouldn't be too far off that, if I gave myself four months to gain some weight, you know, build back some strength, regain potentially some lost muscle mass, then I could cut down for another two months. Really in the position I was in, or even the position I'm still in, because this is like just over a week ago, right? Not that much has changed for me physiologically. I knew that that was actually going to be a pretty good plan of attack. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe this is a blessing in disguise because I can come back in season B and I could be even better than I was going to be in season A. You know, I know that I have the potential to do that. And season B is a much larger season than season A. There are so many more show opportunities, travel opportunities. The thing with season B is that, you know, for example, I was going to compete with the AWNBS and then during season B, that allows you to actually fly over to the US and compete at their world championships. 
Also, you know, ICN Worlds was over in Las Vegas this year, so I would have had the chance to perhaps travel over to Las Vegas. And I know, or yes, I still know these people, but I knew of these certain people who I'm very close friends with who were competing in season B as well, right? And they were planning to go over. So I'm like, maybe this is a blessing in disguise, you know? I give myself another six months, I come back better, and I'll have even more opportunities to shine on stage. Like, it's not the end of the world, the stage is always going to be there. So this was my first initial plan of attack. And I was freaking excited, you know? I was fired up. I was looking at this in the most optimistic way, you know, keeping my head high, realizing that it's not the end of the world, you know? like. I have the opportunity to create even more opportunities. You know, this is this is a good thing. And I still had a goal to work towards. So I was certainly very, very excited. But as we know, things are changing every single day. And uh, unfortunately, I just don't know if that plan is likely to go ahead or not. <laughs> but regardless, at the time after I got that news, just to clear my head, I went swimming. It was a beautiful sunny day and I hadn't been swimming in over a month because, you know, I've spoken on my recent podcast about how it was just really influencing my data in terms of, you know, just fluid balance and things like that. It was hard to control, but gosh, you know, prep is now out of the question. So I'm like, dude, I'm heading to the pool. So pretty much went straight to the pool, went swimming and it's really interesting because it wasn't until I was just swimming, you know, and thinking and stuff, and I was like, oh my god, this actually means that I need to start eating more food. And <laughs> I just thought that was so funny because it actually took me a while for that thought to even pop into my brain. Like, yes, I knew that, okay, I'm going to be entering into an improvement season, I'm going to need to gain weight, but the actual thought of, okay, I need to start eating more that actually didn't even pop into my head, which to me, that's actually a really good sign that I was in a good spot at that time with my relationship with food, you know, my current food intake, I was at a good spot in my prep because at that point I was reverse dieting. So I was maintaining my body weight around the high 57s, right? Around 57.9 on average, eating 325 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat, and 150 grams of protein every day. And I'd been doing that for the entire week prior and I felt really good. But when I was swimming, I'm like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to actually increase my food intake. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting, um, but yeah. Pretty much since then, so that was on Wednesday and my plan of attack was, okay, let's start eating some more food, let's start gaining some more weight, let's keep training hard, because again, at this point, the gyms were still open. So, you know, I just had to all of a sudden completely change my plan and completely change, you know, from a dieting prep mindset into okay, it's time to gain weight again. <laughs> so like complete, like all of a sudden, right? But um, I'm good with that, you know? I, I can manage that and I got myself into that mindset pretty much immediately. And I was like, okay, I've got new goals. Let's, um, let's lay out a plan and start working toward them. So 
The next day, uh, I increased my food from 325 grams of carbs up to 350 grams of carbs and increased my fats up to 40 grams and pretty much kept protein the same around that 150 mark. I allow my protein to go up a little bit higher, upwards of 160, because I just like high protein containing foods. Like if I wanna eat more yogurt, I'm gonna have a little bit more yogurt and it's not gonna be the end of the world. So yeah, I really like following a high protein diet. But anyway, I increased my macros that very first day I got the news, which was on Wednesday, the 18th of March. And then the next day, Jack and I were right back at World's Gym Brisbane. You know, I was training legs and uh, just had to swap into that mindset again. You know, like you've got more energy now. You want to gain some weight. You want to put on some more muscle mass. And I felt so damn good, guys. Like I just like in this new frame of mind, I was almost like even more motivated and uh, really excited. And even that day alone, you know, like I was able to lift like some heavier numbers on my RDLs, on my hip thrusts, just it felt good, but unfortunately, training at World's Gym Brisbane didn't last too long because we did get the news here in Australia that on Sunday night, you know, they would actually be closing down all gyms in Australia for the foreseeable future starting from midday on Monday. So Jack and I got that news on Sunday night. And again, it just reinforces that I can't speak too soon because you never know what's gonna happen. Like on Sunday morning, Jack and I literally recorded a podcast and we were talking about how we felt really fortunate that the gyms were still open here in Australia and we were praying that they weren't going to shut. But the next day, what do you know? All the gyms are closed. So. Boy, but yeah, we got that news on Sunday night and uh, we were about to go to bed and we're like, we're going to have to build our own gym. Oh my gosh. So like it's first thing Monday morning, woke up, made some coffee, went straight on to Gumtree and just started searching for gym equipment, you know, anything that we could get our hands on. So benches, dumbbells, barbells, racks, absolutely anything, right? And uh, we were really lucky because I think we were some of the very first people to actually jump onto this. So this is when still a lot of stuff was available. So Monday morning, literally just started searching up gym equipment on Gumtree, contacting a bunch of people, and we did take an intermission from these gym purchases because like I said, all of the gyms were going to have to close at midday on Monday. So Jack and I around like 8.45 a.m., we went down to World's Gym Brisbane and we had what felt like the last dance. You know, we had our final workout and uh, absolutely made the most of it. You know, I pretty much just trained full body, did whatever I could, just we were literally there from like 9 a.m. until 12 p.m. So we were some of the last people to walk out of the gym and they were shutting the doors and you know rolling down the big roller doors and everything, which was kind of emotional to be honest because man, the gym is like our second home. You know, we're there almost every single day of the week. We spend a significant amount of time there. We freaking love World's Gym Brisbane. And God, just for it to all of a sudden not be accessible, you know, it's closed, we can't go there anymore. And it's all of a sudden, and 
it was pretty sad. It still is pretty sad. You know, it's it hasn't even been a full week yet since all the gyms have shut. But God, it just feels like the whole world has just changed this week. It's it's pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, so we had our final workout on Monday. It was a really freaking good workout. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then we pretty much spent the rest of the day again on Gumtree, just searching up a whole bunch of equipment. And uh, we bought all of this stuff, really lucky. And then on Tuesday, my dad helped us drive around with his trailer and we picked up all of this gym equipment all over Brisbane. We were just driving around, picking up like, you know, plates and weights and all these benches and different things. And we came home, you know, and we pretty much turned our dining room into a gym. So we moved all the stuff out of the dining room into the living room. The living room's a little bit crowded right now, but totally worth the sacrifice because we're the only ones in the house. And uh, our dining room is now a gym. So we've laid down, you know, some matting, some carpet, and what we got was pretty much, we got an entire squat rack, we got a chin-up bar, we have three benches, we've got a bunch of barbells, a bunch of adjustable dumbbells, so many weight plates, and we've also got, so two benches, and uh, what, both of them have a leg extension and a leg curl attached, and then the uh, one of the benches actually has a lat pull-down machine and a preacher curl machine, and the other one also has a chest fly. So we've got so much equipment. It's freaking awesome. And uh, obviously we've got like resistance bands and stuff, but it's just really cool. You know, like literally we got this news one day that, hey, all the gyms are shutting. And what do you know, the next day we've built ourselves a home gym. So it really just goes to show, you know, that they can take away our gyms, but they can't take away our passion and we will find a way to keep training and keep progressing towards our goals because this really matters to us. You know, we freaking love this. We love training and if there's a will, there's a way and we've certainly proven that now. You know, we're doing freaking hip thrusts and squats in our dining room. So <laughs> it's it's funny when you think about it, but also it's kind of cool. And um, it has been a really fun project building that little gym. And we've had it for almost a week now. We've trained basically every day. I think we've taken one rest day and yeah, it's it's been really fun and we've made it work, you know? And uh, we certainly have enough equipment to keep challenging ourselves and we can keep progressing. And I've written myself a new program, which is really exciting. Like before I was doing three lower and two upper body days. And now I've decided I'm going to do two lower, two upper, and then one full body day. So I'm really enjoying that slight modification. And uh, yeah, given the circumstances, I'm just really determined to keep improving, you know, just control what I can control. And I do feel incredibly fortunate and incredibly grateful that Jack and I are in the position to create this opportunity for ourselves, you know, to be able to build our own gym and keep training from home. So we are incredibly fortunate in that sense. And uh, yeah, I'm certainly not taking it for granted. Definitely plan to make the absolute most of it because when you've got a gym in your own flipping house, okay, there are no excuses why you cannot train. <laughs> 
But you know, guys, moving forward, things are just way too uncertain and strange right now to make a concrete plan and be able to confidently say the exact time that I'm going to be stepping on stage again, because I just don't know. No one can really foresee what's going to happen in the future months. Like no one can predict it, right? So I really can't 100% commit to anything. I don't know if I could do season B this year. I don't know if I could do season A next year. I don't know if I could do season B next year. I don't know if I could do season A 2022. Like I really, I'm not sure. And uh, I just have to accept that. And everyone on the planet is in the same boat right now. So right now, all I can really focus on doing is controlling what I can control and, you know, really just optimizing what I can and uh, really making the most of my resources and the position that I'm currently in. So essentially my plan moving forward is I'm out of prep now. I need to start gaining some weight. I've already started gaining some weight, right? So the week before all of this happened and the week that I'd started my reverse diet, my average body weight was 57.9. Last week, my average body weight was 58.3. And then this week, my average body weight is 58.4. So certainly is creeping up, which is really good. Feeling a hell of a lot better, you know, full of glycogen every single day. And my muscle bellies are feeling really full and I'm already getting stronger. You know, every single day I'm able to lift more weight, do more reps, do an extra set. So it feels freaking good to have all of my strength and energy back. And it's coming back really quickly because I can confidently say I took care of myself during my prep. I didn't run myself into the ground. So, you know, it's a pretty comfortable exit from comp prep, which is nice. Uh, but you know, in terms of my nutrition right now, so I have further increased my carbs from last week because body weight was just still staying down pretty low. You know, across these last two weeks, it's probably hovered between 58 to 58.5, just given daily fluctuations in fluid and glycogen. But right now my macros are sitting at 375 grams of carbs, 40 grams of fat, and 170 grams of protein. Again, I know my protein's a little bit high, but I just want to have more protein in my diet. I freaking love high protein containing foods. And also considering a lot of my carbohydrates come from things like oats and wholemeal flour and all of these protein containing grains, you know, the more my carbohydrates increase, the more my protein will increase and creep up while I keep my HBV protein sources the same across each meal. And I'm totally fine with that. A little extra protein never killed anybody. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm sitting right now. And it's certainly expected to continue to increase because again, I, I've, I'm only, I'm not even a full kilogram up yet from um, my lowest, which was 57.6 kilograms when I was fully depleted just about two and a half weeks ago. So, you know, still trying to uh, push my body weight up, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's kind of tough. You know, my body certainly 
is starting to fight back and uh, metabolic adaptation is really kicking in the other way. And my metabolism right now is just through the freaking roof because right now I'm eating around 2,600 calories. The lowest I got to during prep was around 1,475, around that number. So I'm eating well over 1,000 calories now compared to my lowest calorie mark and maintaining a pretty similar body composition, which is pretty crazy. And, you know, from a metabolic standpoint, uh, I track my resting heart rate, you know, using my Fitbit and During prep, so like, for example, the week before my first IFBB show, which was actually exactly a month ago, I competed exactly a month ago. That's how fast this last month has gone, and that's how much has changed in the last month, which is just nuts. Anyway, before my uh, IFBB show, my resting heart rate was sitting around 49 beats per minute just during the day. And then at night, you know, some nights it would drop down to like 38 beats per minute, which is crazy. But now eating all of this extra food, my resting heart rate is up at 56 beats per minute. So that's an extra seven beats per minute, every minute of every hour of every day of every week, right? So that's significantly contributing to extra caloric expenditure. And also my resting heart rate during the nighttime, that's increased from like 38 beats per minute up to around like 45 beats per minute or something like that. So yeah, my heart rate has just automatically increased and that's outside of my control, you know? Physiologically, my body's just doing that. And I'm not gonna lie, it uh, it actually feels a bit uncomfortable. And having my heart rate increase just so suddenly and so acutely, you know, it hasn't been over a chronic time frame where it's like one beat extra per week or something. It's just spiked up and it's staying there. It's actually making me feel sometimes a little bit anxious, a little bit stressed, a little bit just on edge. Like, I feel like I have so much energy and if I don't burn it off, it kind of stresses me out. Like, I'll eat my breakfast, right? And given my current macros, my breakfast is well over 100 grams of carbs or it's around 800 calories. Uh, And then straight after breakfast, I feel like I've got so much energy, I'm like, I need to do something like I feel like I need to be really productive like I need to clean the house I need to mow the lawn I need to go for a walk I need to I need to do something to burn energy like I feel like my meat is so high and I can't fight that because you know someone could make the argument of oh you know like you just can't give in to that because that's just going to burn more energy and you're going to find it more difficult to gain weight and I'm like yeah, sure, I I understand that, but at the same time, I've got so much energy right now. If I actually just try to sit down on the couch or I sit at my desk and try to do some work, but my heart rate's really high and my body's just begging me like, please go expend this, like it makes me very anxious and very stressed and I'm probably not the most pleasant person to be around because I'm just kind of like, ah, like shaking, like sporadic, like, oh my God, I need to do something productive or I'm actually going to go crazy. (laughs) And Jack can certainly speak to this and I have to apologize to him like a lot of the time because I'm like, I'm so sorry, I just have so much energy and I just, I need to get shit done, okay? (laughs) 
So yeah, that's something that I've certainly experienced. And uh, yeah, metabolic rate right now is just through the roof, but I fully understand and accept that this is still early days. So it's just something that I do have to um, get used to, and I'm sure that it will subside, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty amazed to be honest. And obviously because my body weight, it's still pretty low, you know, I'm still in those like low 58 kilograms and I, I need to get my body weight up. Like I know that I'm going to have to eat more food. So it's certainly been enjoyable, you know, and, uh, it's actually been really nice because like being on higher calories now and I'm really able to like incorporate more foods that I really enjoy. So eating like heaps of my protein cakes and having a lot more sandwiches and like, oh my God, I'm eating like 10 to 12 pieces of fruit a day. It is amazing. So certainly have a lot more flexibility with my diet, which is wonderful. But yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. And I guess my plan moving forward is just to keep training hard, keep progressively overloading, get a lot of my strength back, and uh, really just keep putting on body weight, getting stronger, continue to change my body composition. Like, I'm very motivated, I'm very driven. Like, this is what I absolutely love. I, I don't feel like I need some sort of break, you know? I don't feel like. I ran myself into the ground during my prep and I need to take, you know, a few weeks off training or I need to take a few weeks off tracking. Like I fully respect people who might feel like that they're in that position, but I'm, I'm just not, you know, I live and breathe this and it's not a chore to me. You know, this is a choice. This is my passion. I freaking love it. And I'm just in a new phase now, you know, all of a sudden I'm in my improvement season phase again and it's really exciting. It's uh, it's exciting time. So staying optimistic in that sense, controlling what I can and just focusing on being better and uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know when I'm going to be on stage again, but regardless, that's not going to change my plan at the moment of just continuing to try to get stronger, get bigger, put on body weight, and uh, just be better, you know, and be happy, and life is good. I've got a gym in my dining room. I've got plenty of food to eat. I've got arguably a little bit too much energy, but life could certainly be worse, and uh, self-isolation right now could certainly be worse, so I do feel very fortunate right now to be in the position that Jack and I are in. But yeah, guys, you know what? This is pretty much going to be a wrap up for this episode and pretty much a wrap up for this mini series. And it is quite unfortunate that I didn't get to carry out the mini series as I had planned, right? Because I was going to do six shows. I was going to do something like 18 or 19 episodes and be able to report on all the different shows, my different experiences, my different experiences competing in different divisions and with different federations. And of course, I was really looking forward to it. And I am quite disappointed that I don't get to carry out this mini series in the way that I had planned. But you know what? It's not the end. The stage is always going to be there. And like I've said many times, this is just a very strange and temporary life circumstance that is going on right now. But uh, it's not always going to be like this, you know? Things are going to go back to normal. And 
I know that in the future, I am going to have the chance and I am going to have the opportunity to do another well-planned out, very strategic comp prep, you know, commit to doing a bunch of different shows, actually get to compete at those shows, and I'm going to be even better. And given everything that has gone on this season, like, I'm going to feel so much more grateful to actually even have the chance to step on that stage and to actually be at a show, right? Like, I'm going to appreciate it 100 times more, as if I didn't already appreciate that experience enough. But, oh my God, when everything is back to normal, geez louise. With all the comp prep competitors out there, we are really going to create history. You know, they are going to be some of the best shows that have ever run. And there's going to be so many competitors and people are going to be so motivated and so driven and so grateful to be up on that stage because unfortunately this season, you know, that was taken away from us. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to showcase all of our hard work, but next time it's going to be even more special. So we just got to wait and see what's going to happen. And the stage is always going to be there when the stars align, when coronavirus goes away, we're going to get our chance to shine. So it's all good. But yeah, guys, like I just want to say, lastly, thank you so much to every single person who has tuned in for this mini series, you know, who's followed along for all 10 episodes now. It honestly just means the world to me. It's been such a pleasure to share my journey so far. And ah, oh, I've enjoyed it so much. I've been able to connect with so many wonderful people and I just feel so grateful to have had this opportunity. And it's really fun, you know? It makes me feel like I'm not alone because bodybuilding can be a very lonely sport and you know you can isolate yourself and uh you can close off your doors and you can feel like you're going through everything just individually and i'm really grateful that i've been able to share my journey you know the ups and downs everything in between and even the craziness that has changed my plans. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say a humongous thank you for supporting me, for tuning in. Honestly, this podcast wouldn't be the same without you guys. And God, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And you know what? I am fully committed to giving this mini-series a second shot in the future, okay? A 2.0 version. And uh, hopefully, you know, it's a mini-series that I can carry out for an entire season. And I will be able to report on my experiences throughout an entire prep and throughout all of my shows, you know? But it's just a case of being able to 100% commit to a competition season that is actually going to go ahead, which is unfortunately something I can't do right now, but it certainly is something I know will be on the horizon. You know, like I said, the stage is always gonna be there. It's just a matter of time, but absolutely, the next time that I do plan to compete, I wanna take you guys on the journey again. And I probably wanna start the podcast much sooner because 
I only started this six weeks out from my first show. Who knows, maybe I'll start it 20 weeks out from my first show, you know, well out and be able to report every single week what's happening. And uh, I know that I would absolutely love to do that because I love sharing my journey. I love sharing my experience with other people. And, you know, if you guys, if that's something you'd be interested in too, please give me feedback. Let me know. But hopefully that is something that I do have the opportunity to do in the near future. That would be absolutely wonderful. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you did enjoy this episode, please tell your family and friends about it. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and hopefully I will catch you in one of the weeks soon. Thank you so much. Bye.